The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video. This is Larry Flint, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. I'm not sure why. The Kimmer's so bad, hell, I got out of my wheelchair to turn off the radio. Anyway, if you can stand it, the Kimmer's on weekdays, uh, noon to 3, on News Radio 1067. The psychiatrist said he was tired of Kimmer's issues, well, so I... Kimmer canceled his subscription. Yeah, issues, subscriptions, <laughs> The Kimmer Show yeah. on News Radio 1067. Yeah, somebody, somebody did something. Headphones are all screwed up. It, can you turn it up or do something, adjust it? No. This is crap. <laughs> no, that's all right. Never mind. I don't care. Let it go. Jesus. <laughs> okay, 1205. It's only me. Well, who needs to hear? <laughs> hey, it's only the camera. News Radio 1067. Here's the number 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. And I found out a few minutes ago someone took my tickets to Barry Manilow. I was going to give away tickets. No. They want to give them to somebody else, I guess. Now, can you hear? I can now. Well, I don't know. It's Something's up. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> hey, I could be dead. You know, who's complaining? Nobody's shooting at us. Yeah, the Stones are re-releasing Sticky Fingers. It's out this week, and Keith Richards says it was easy to record because they did it at Muscle Shoals Sound Studio in Alabama. And he said, it's no wonder so many great records came out of there because all you had to do was stick up a microphone in that magical room and start recording. And uh, what's that? I did three songs. They did three songs. Yeah, well, he says this. He says, uh, Sticky Fingers is one of the top Rolling Stones albums of all time, especially because he likes Can't You Hear Me Knocking, which we're playing now, and Brown Sugar because of the strong saxophone work in it. And he thought these were uh, two of the, the best now, can we adjust the treble on this or something? It's just, it's... It makes it sound like this, yes? Well, let's talk like this all day. Here we go. Hi, it's a killer. Welcome to News Radio 1067. What's that? No, it's it's bad. It's, it's all right. <laughs> you know what's ironic about what he just said there? Jesus, the saxophonist was Bobby Keys. He kicked Bobby Keys off the tour for 10 years, and Keith Richards had to sneak him back on. Is that right? And Bobby just died in Memphis a few months ago. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, actually, Pete's here. We're all here. The gang's here. It's on the Kimmer. All right, 844-404. Oh, no, and I got one. I, oh, there you go. That's a little better. Yeah, I, I mean, we just flip all the switches until somebody finds... Since we don't, you know, have any engineering issues with it, we'll just, why don't we guys who don't know anything... Now, it's all muffled and real low again. That sucks. Absolutely sucks. Do something. Hit it up again or do something. That's better. All right, that's better. Pete, are you all right over yeah, there? I'm fine. All right. Jesus. I mean, wh- who does this? I mean, is there a freaking gremlin who comes in right at 12 o'clock and says, let's mess up everything? Jesus. Sorry. I mean, you know what it is? Uh, it's a freaking rush hour traffic. Let me tell you a story. And I got a million issues today, too, and I guess I'm going to start with them right now. We'll talk about Copperhead warnings. We'll talk about the Duggar TV interviews and where they were asking for it. What did you expect, lady? Graduation ceremonies, asking the girl to marry you. I got a couple of stories on that one myself. We'll get to all that stuff. Guns at the airport, ISIS in Boston, the Baltimore idiot state's attorney running for re-election as opposed to seeking justice and all that. But first... You know, it's the tra- there's supposed to be better summertime traffic. Isn't traffic supposed to be a lot better about now? I mean, it, 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 I mean, it, anyway, it's not. It's no different. And it puts you in a bad mood. I had my blood test the other day, and so I showed the blood test place opens at 730. So there was a lady out front waiting for the door to open. It opens automatically. And then you go down this long hall and down another long hall to get to the blood test place, okay? 
So, and, and the reason that's important is because it's a long way to walk before you actually get to the blood office. Okay, so I'm outside the building about quarter after 7. He opened at 7.30. There's one lady already standing there. So I said, that's great. I'll be number two. Another lady comes up. Now I'll be number three. So finally get out of the car. And then two or three other guys come up behind me. So here the thing is we're all loitering around the opening of the door. <laughs> we're not in a line. We're just standing there. And so I automatically, because I'm already in a bad mood knowing that rush hour is going to screw me again like everything else, and rush hour just messes up your whole freaking day at the very beginning, so I already start playing a scenario in my head on how I'm going to stop anybody from getting in front of me where I belong in the line. Yeah. I mean, I've already got this whole scenario worked out in my head. And if it was a lady who tries to get ahead of me, I was, I was just going to be abrupt with her and say, hey, where do you think you're going? And if it was a guy, I was going to challenge him. And, and if he challenged me, when we get up to the counter, I mean, I'm going all through this in my head. I mean, I have a whole scenario worked out how I'm going to address each of the people behind me if they try to walk in front of me and get in front of me in line when we finally get to the desk. I mean, that's ridiculous. What a waste of energy. <laughs> really, what, what a waste of energy and thought and anxiety. And I'm thinking, man, learn from your horse. Let it go. If you don't get a sugar cube, turn around and eat some grass. Let it go. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Huh, I feel better now. I really Why were do. you there in the first place? I hate this headphone. I just, honest to God, I hate the way this sounds. What the hell happens in here? <sighs> I, you know. <clears throat> all right, it's all right. It's all good. Everything's fine now. Got a lot. Got newsbreak lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. All righty. I hope somebody enjoys the tickets. I was going to give away today to Barry Manilow, so you guys can have fun. Whoever stole this from us, that'll be good. <laughs> Uh, oh, and a little warning. It's 1210. It's 12:10. A little warning um, about uh, copperheads and snakes and so forth. Then we'll talk about the Duggar interviews, and we'll talk. We've got all the marriage proposals. And if you haven't heard it, uh, we'll play it for you, and you'll be. You, you, I'm sure you're going to have an opinion about that one. Okay. Uh, first of all, a warning and some uh, good news, animal-type story to start off with, that a little boy named Levi Fisher, two years old, is going to be fine. A year ago, Levi, with his family in Marietta, were out uh, journeying to view their garden full of tomatoes and vegetables in Indian Hills. Christina and Justin, the family, had returned from the grocery store, and uh, all of a sudden their little boy, who was two years old, was just learning how to walk, just uh, actually a little bit earlier than that, and he started screaming. They saw a copperhead that the mom said was as big as a dinner plate. The, uh, they called 911. They said make sure he, they got bit in the hand. The little boy, two-year-old boy, got bit in the hand, uh, they said, make sure you keep the hand below the level of your heart so that the blood is not pumping to get more pump activity into the extremity. The, the least your heart has to pump, the less venom is going to get into your system. It makes sense. So keep the, keep the bit area below the level of your heart if you can. Get to the hospital immediately. The skin was turning black and blue. The vein was uh, filled with venom going up his arm. Wash the wound. Keep it clean. And get to the ER. They can give you venom. And the little boy's going to be fine. But I'll tell you, this is the time of year when you don't realize that these snakes are now coming out. Uh, snakes do not operate very... Oh, I'm dead now. I got nothing. Yeah, that's, I, 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 don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. It, you know, it, it, why, why should we be able to hear? It doesn't matter. It's all right. Uh, there are six venomous snakes in Georgia. The copperhead, pygmy rattler, timber rattlesnake, cottonmouth, which, by the way, will chase you down the street. Water moccasin, cottonmouth, will chase you down the road. They are, these are vicious. Oh, God. These are vicious snakes. Eastern diamondback and the eastern coral snake are all dangerous and venomous. So anyway, be careful. Yeah, and now why, why do we even have poisonous snakes? People say, well, don't kill the snakes because they eat other rodents. Well, who would you rather have? A mouse running around eating a little corn on somebody's silo or a freaking deadly snake? Yeah. I'd rather have the mouse. 
I say get rid of who, You know, really, there's no snakes in Ireland, right? Right. They're doing okay, aren't they? Yep, yep. So what do we need snakes for? Well. Get rid of them all. I hate snakes. All right, 12, 12. Whew, finally got that settled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is Ethel Merman, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by the Kasim Reed Guide to Family Planning. He's got rhythm. How did that work out? A new baby who could ask for anything more. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Not a lot of, not a lot of meth Ethel Merman drop-ins for the camera. We got to be exclusive on that one, baby. You know, you know, you just can't listen to anything and have this kind of stuff. I love it. Monday, Monday. In fact, I just saw Airplane the other day, and she, of course, was one of the stars in the hospital room, and they're trying to say, very funny. Hey, it's only the Kimmer. How you doing? 1219 uh, News Radio 106.7. 844-404-1067. Jerome and Brett coming right up. This is the Mamas and the Papas. And their singer and actress, Michelle Phillips, is 71 today. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Theo Rossi from Sons of Anarchy is 40. Russell Brand, that ridiculous idiot leftist socialist American hating goofbag, Russell, who also uh, dumped Katy Perry after about four months of marriage, is 40 today. And Angelina Jolie is also 40 today. There you go. All right. Happy birthday. 1219. It's on the camera. 844 404. 1067. Uh, we're going to talk to Jerome on snakes. First, quick to Brett, the truck driver, and uh, Newsmaker Line coming up. Hello, Brett. What's going on, Cameron? What's doing, man? Nothing much. Hey, if uh, if Jenner, Bruce Jenner, is supposed to get an award at the ESPYs, yeah. Okay, now if he walks out there as Caitlyn or whatever, yeah. that wouldn't be legitimate, would it? Because Bruce won the award, right? Well, I don't know. I think they may have given it to Caitlyn. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is so it's ridiculous. What? Hello. What? I gotta, that's, that's, that's that we're done. There you go. Twelve twenty. I don't. What do I? I don't know. I don't. You know, it's, the whole thing just makes me ill. I just, it's just creepy. And honestly, God, when he walks across that stage wearing a pair of high heels and a gown, evening gown with dangling earrings and cleavages, I, oh God! <laughs> all right, we got all those, all this stuff coming up here. And uh, watch, you got it's a newsmaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsmaker line there. Good afternoon. Hello, this is nine one one. This is William Shatner calling. Mr. Shatner, my, my, my wife, she's she's face down in the swimming pool. Oh, she's my, not moving. What, what should I do? Well, try to get. Have you tried to get her out, sir? Well, no. Uh, Ted Kennedy suggested I wait eight or ten hours and get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who am I to argue with a lion of the Senate, American hero? <laughs> good oh, point, wait a minute. Sir. No, this isn't nine one one. Nine one one. That's a Kimmer. You've got the wrong number again, sir. Do I get an Emmy for that acting? <laughs> that was pretty good. I got to say. My wife, though, you know, I'm, I haven't checked on her, but no. she, she's still showing more life than your opening segment. <laughs> I was mad. It's wrong. My <laughs> God, man, three minutes in, I was hoping I would get bitten by a copperhead snake. <laughs> I was kind of lost it there. I'm sorry. My bad. I suppose you haven't mentioned a guy who proposed marriage by leaving the engagement ring in the burger box. You know, Timmer tells me all these things he's going to talk about, and then he never mentions them. And I, well, I just got distracted. Every day leaves me in more ditches than Chandra Levy. What's going on here, man? Hey, so I'm going to open with this, so maybe if you could do something about it. You know? Okay. okay. 
<laughs> the guy proposed. I'll set the story up for myself. You know what I've also got to do. The guy proposed marriage by leaving the engagement ring in the burger box. Yes, a burger box. Coincidentally, Robert Wagner hid the engagement ring he gave Natalie Wood and a fillet of fish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of an omen. To think the fishes. <laughs> hey, laugh it up, pal. You threw me in this dish, man. <laughs> Christopher Walken was best man at the Robert Wagner wedding. Best man. Yeah. And at the honeymoon too. Is why RJ was so pissed. <laughs> Apparently, after RJ, move over. Give a real man a chance. Oh. A woman like Natalie, who's unfulfilled, what she needs is more cowbells. <laughs> actual audio. From actual live reenactment. Well, here's something we're never yes. going to talk about, so right, I'll sure. be on safe ground here. Aloha, director Cameron Crowe. Yeah, yeah. Cameron, you apologize for yeah. casting Emma Stone as a woman who's 25% Asian. Asian woman. Hey, Cameron, when are you going to apologize for Jerry Maguire or where you cast Tom Cruise as a guy who's 100% heterosexual? That's <laughs> a good point. And you tried to pass off Renee Zellweger as not looking half bad. <laughs> Squash face. <laughs> this is worse than 20. You know, when Renee gets mad at you, she makes a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> well, her mother warned her to stay that way if she made it under. <laughs> That's right. Boy, that Mike Huckabee transgender shower joke. How oh, about that? Wasn't yeah. that wild? Wasn't he that was, something? Was something? That right. thing went over like Kimmer's speech to the Georgia PGA. <laughs> he kept walking out on me. I don't know. I know. When did Huckabee hire Brett the truck driver to write his jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could start doing show prep for me. And I'll... <laughs> Somebody needs to. Resigning Fife of President Sepp Blatter received a 10-minute standing ovation from his staff yesterday. Did you see that, no, Kimmer? No, I heard about it, yeah. And obviously moved, Seth Blatter said, when the staff rose to their feet and gave yeah. him 10 minutes of thunderous applause. Yeah, yeah. For a second, he thought he was Steve McCoy in a station sales meeting. <laughs> 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 you know, the sales, sales staff wishes Steve McCoy was the Pope, and then they could only have to kiss his ring. <laughs> As opposed to Kimmer, who could go to Madonna's place and leave without one single clap. <laughs> Is that a noun? <laughs> Not sure. It's a medical term. Thank you so much, William. We'll work up some more stuff you're never going to talk no, about. I'll, I'll get better, I promise. I'm just, I've got to do better. Thank you so much, sir. These are the voyages yes, of the starship. Are. Taking a voyage right now myself, in fact. It's five years oh, out. to explore strange new worlds. <laughs> to go somewhere. To seek out new life and, and new civilization. do something there when you get there. Right? <laughs> to boldly go where no man has gone before. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. All right, look out. 1225. Let's get to the phones. It's Jerome on News Radio 1067. Hello, Jerome. Hi, Kimmer. Here's, I'm talking to you about snakes. Yeah, snakes. What good are snakes? Why do you even have them? Screw them. Let's get them all killed. Uh, how many snakes have ever been in your house? Oh, many. <laughs> I, my, my, my former stepson uh, used to have a snake, which I used to go get the goldfish Look, for so the snake could eat the live goldfish out of the bowl while we're watching. That was amusing. important. Yeah. Don't, for what? Don't bash snakes. For what? Well, there's no reason to have snakes. They don't do anything no, we couldn't well, do without. Well, you want mice? I'd rather about, have mice and snakes. Everywhere. If I, mean, I see a mouse, on. I go, hey, look, there's a mouse. If I see a snake, oh, what do you do? Do you say something bad? Yeah. Because I was talking, too. I didn't hear it. Was it really bad? Well, no, wh why would he say something bad on the radio? Because he, he's a snake lover, obviously. He's well, for God's sakes, person. it's just that we're just talking about heavens. Where the he would you rather have a snake or a mouse? Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's, let's see. Poisonous snake that'll chase you down the road or a mouse that hides in a corner. Golly. Mm. 
I'll have to decide. I'll have to think about this for a Let's while. Let's kill them both. Jeez. We have mm. the technology. We have the technology. Oh, my God, man. Well, this is a hell of a start so far, isn't it? <laughs> my team's turning on me. And... <laughs> hey, I'm trying. Jeez, I showed up, didn't I? <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning, I'm getting ready for this show, and I walk in here and blam. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. <laughs> mercy all right coming up we'll talk about the marriage proposal on the stupid bun and how the kimmer should have had the first warning and made a better decision in acapulco on the shores that it's stinking restaurant on the cliff watching the divers <coughs> sorry that's unfortunate <laughs> also the bruce jenner promo uh should he give back his medals i mean now that's yeah. an actual thing to give back his medals uh, Boston ISIS, Baltimore evidence, the airport with a gun guy, all the black shoppers being watched, locking your kid out of the house, uh, Creflo Dollar. I mean, we got all this stuff. It's all coming up. And the real reason why they killed off Susan, George's fiance, on Seinfeld. Coming up, 1227 News Radio 1067. Hi, this is Andy Rooney. Did you ever wonder why anybody would listen to a replay of the Kimmer, much less the real show? No, seriously, be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 for the Kimmer, right here on News Radio 106.7. This is your <laughs> formerly alive announcer, Don Pardo. And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Creflo Dollar, oh, who Creflo. still wants that $65 million jet. And who could blame him since one is being given away next week on the Steve McCoy <laughs> Morning Show? And now, here's your temporary host, no, hey, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Well, I was going to have Barry Manilow tickets. Uh, they gave away to somebody else. <laughs> so I don't have that. So you got nothing. Sorry. It's only me. <laughs> There's no reason to listen from this moment on. It's, it's, anyway, at 12.35. It's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. This was a day in 1997. Bass player Ronnie Lane of Small Faces passed away after a battle with multiple sclerosis. He uh, died in his home in Colorado at 51 years old. Bass player for Small Faces, which did this song, Ichiku Park. Also, on that, uh, Pete tells me that Ron Wood from the Stones was either, uh, he was with the Small Faces first. Anyway, Ron Wood, and he just—he just had a birthday or something, didn't he? We just mentioned him the other day for some reason. I get her wife. He joined the tour in '75. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Also, uh, let's see a couple of birthdays real quickly, and then we'll get back to the actual program, <laughs> actual commercial. Uh, let's see. Oh, we mentioned yesterday Dr. Ruth Westheimer, uh, and we John Boyd never heard of her, so we played a little bit of her her sex talk lady, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Her birthday is today. She's 87. And I guess still working. Actor Bruce Dern, father of the disgusting Laura Dern, is uh, Bruce Dern is seventy nine, and uh, Parker Stevenson is sixty three. He's one of those uh, real pretty haired, pretty the boy Hardy guys. Boys, wasn't he? he wasn't yeah, he was yeah. one of the yeah, one of the Hardy Boys. All right, I got it. It's only the camera. Well, oh, sweetness phone. Oh, right, hold on a minute. Hold everything. I got a sweetness bill here for you. Let's do a sweetness bill. All right. How about? All right, I'm coming. Oh, sorry. See, that kind of defeats defeats the purpose of the sweetness bill. Hate it? my life. <laughs> All right, there we go. <clears throat> Phrases you didn't think maybe perhaps uh, had an actual meaning. Okay? Have you ever known the phrase to butter up somebody? To butter somebody up? 
No, there's an actual reason why they say that. Why Marlon they used to Brando? say it? Excuse me, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. No, Pete. Thank you so much. So, uh, to butter someone up means to flatter them. Well, the history of that phrase is an ancient Indian custom involved throwing balls of clarified butter at statues of the gods to seek their favor. So if you throw butter to a god and ask for a favor, you're trying to butter him up. I'm not making that up. That's an actual... This is even worse. Cat got your tongue? You ever heard, you've heard that phrase, cat got your tongue? You know where it came from? Of course not. There are two possible sources for this comment, saying the first refers to the cat of nine tails, which is a whip used by the English Navy for flogging. And it had, well, yeah, yeah. and that was uh, the cat of nine tails, so they had the cat and would rip out your tongue with it. It caused so much pain that victims were left speechless. So the cat, the cat of nine tails, got their tongue by making them speechless because it hurt so much. The other reason it may be called, it may be an actual phrase, cat got your tongue, is the practice of cutting out the tongues of liars and blasphemers and feeding their tongues to the cats. There's a little special snack. Yeah. There you are. Well... Another successful sweetness bell attempted and accomplished. Now, I'm an educated man. <laughs> Not so much today. In fact, don't forget, you can go to the, uh, you can get the Kimber podcast every day, every show since January 1st, with a couple of exceptions, on uh, newsradio1067.com. Click on the old Kimber Kalbaga thing, and you can uh, get any of our uh, podcasts from January 1st, with a couple of exceptions. Sponsored by buddies at Showcase Photo and Video. Showcase a place to go. Now, if we could maybe eliminate that first 15 minutes, that would be... We don't, yeah, want to, we, we don't want to scare people on the first thing. All right, now, I, I don't know what you've heard about this. You probably have. But there's a, a story going all over the place now, totally ballistic, about the guy and the girl in the car, and he proposes to her in the drive-thru. And my understanding is that their first date was at that drive-thru. So he wanted to be really cool, so he had a ring put on top of a bun in a sandwich box, a chicken sandwich box, one of those styrofoam little chicken boxes. And she opened it up, and then the conversation went like this. Will you marry me? You're not serious. I can't marry you. What do you mean you can't marry me? You just asked me on a bun? You just asked me on a bun? I can't marry you? All right. Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? And we we are totally different. John Boy, you're and John Boy's a, a millennial. John Boy's a twenty, early twenty something. Now, your thoughts, sir? I say she's in the right. I think that's a lackluster proposal for something serious. Now, now if you have you thought of a way you'd like to? I mean, don't say it out loud because you have a girlfriend, and this may right. come true. But have you thought about a of a way to ask for for her hand in marriage? And would it be a glamorous and spectacular on a white horse at a park or something? Or would you just want to be the two of you alone someplace romantic? Or have you thought you thought about it? It would be the two of us in the like a romantic place, but it would have to do with something like you know how we got together, something sentimental. Yeah. But well, his first date with her was. The driving, but it's, so you think it's cheesy, and she and she's had, had every right to just be completely, you know, idiotic about this. I, I would have said, you know, can we do it a different way? I mean, well, <laughs> but, but, which is no, All right, now, Pete. <laughs> I agree with John Boy. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty low class, low class, cheesy. Is not a good way to ask a girl. And Mary, obviously, yeah? he doesn't know her very well because it upset her so much. He should have known better. Well, I'm, I, I you know, I, I, <laughs> I have to tell you, I think it was pretty cool. I think it was pretty cool. For one thing, they now have a story. Every, I mean, how many times have you heard a great story about a couple that got together? 
I mean, a great story. This is a great story. Their first date was at this drive-thru. He asked her to marry him with putting the ring in a bun. How many? Everybody's done, you know, hidden the ring somewhere in a punch bowl or a sandwich or on a carrot stick. I mean, you know the stories of people have yeah. hidden rings at waiters and waitresses have been in on it and all. Hell, you were the one who screwed up Mike Rose asking his girlfriend to marry him, Mikey yeah. and and, uh, and his girlfriend, and Pete's the one who messed up the proposal by <laughs> telling the restaurant to pretend they didn't no, have a place for him. It was a Valentine's well, Day. Well, but still, it was like the same. No, it was, was, was right, going to be, was gonna be a gimmick. <laughs> wasn't I right? Well, in the end. <laughs> no, I honestly, I think she's a snot. No, why, why would he film this and still put okay, it on that's, YouTube? That's that's different. That's different. Now, I think he's an idiot for that. I think he's an idiot for filming it. Uh, 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 well, unless maybe she didn't know and he wanted to, to keep it from, you that's know, it's true. like, it's, uh, huh? But he put it on anyway. Right. Well, that's stupid. I mean, he's an idiot to do that. And and it was kind of stupid to have the whole thing be a video thing. It should have been a private thing. But still, she's a snot about it. My God, I can't believe it. Hey, buddy, if you still go out with her, dump her immediately. She's a snot. She's high maintenance. She'll never be your friend. She'll never be your lover. She'll never give everything of herself to you because she's too much of a snot worried about how things ought to be with her engagement under daddy day. Honest to God, I, I would dump her so fast. I would kick her out of the car and give her money for cab fare and say, go away forever. Never come back. I hate you. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> Iron Mike. <laughs> no, she was wrong. He he did a cute thing. The guy did a cute thing, and she humiliated him. She totally humi- she she emasculated him. She emasculated it and humiliated that guy for doing a cute proposal because he loved her so much he wanted to marry her, even if it came out of a chicken sandwich bun. <laughs> That's my motto. Twelve forty-two. Sitting a weird motel where the bed is stained with mystery, and there's also some mystery floating in the pool. Your key card may not open the exercise room because someone smeared mystery on the lock. <laughs> Sounds like my last vacation. The Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio one zero six seven. Yeah, look at now. Oh, this is Carl, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Brett the Truck Driver. You can always count on Brett to run off the handful of people left after a Kimmer dramatic reading. So, he's got that going for him, which is nice. (laughs) And now here's your host, who has nothing going for him, Kimmer. Wait a second. I'm going to get better, I promise. Look out, 1249. It's only the Kimmer. And Laura, can you hold on for me? I want to talk about this marriage proposal business. And why I'm the I'm the one to talk. Uh, my final wife turned me down the first time. Well, I'll talk. I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, I got Laura's question. Was this proposal cool or stupid? And who do you side with? And uh, and also this whole social media angle is just making me even angrier. All right, anyway, this is, who is it? This is Paramore. And their drummer, Zach Farrow, is 25 today. So happy birthday, Zach. All right, so I'll call it 1250 at News Radio 1067, 844-404-1067. We'll talk more about the marriage proposal. We'll talk about the reason that Jason Alexander's in the Seinfeld thing, his actress was killed off. We got all the issues, the topics of Boston ISIS, uh, Duggar inter- Duggar interview on TV, and all stuff. But well, it's a newsmaker. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Well, we uh, back on hold again. We'll have the newsmaker line here in just one second. Uh, the guy. We'll talk about guys with guns at the airport, the Baltimore idiot state attorney, and all that good stuff. Now we got the newsmaker line. I see who's on there. Uh, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, oh, Kimmer. Well, yeah, I, I wonder who this is. I can't, I can't tell. Uh, Kimmer, this is uh, this is Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> 
stipend. I didn't realize until a few minutes ago that how bad that uh, Pete Davis screwed up uh, Mikey Rose's engagement. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no wonder Mikey calls Pete a real, a real Alec Baldwin blocker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This is, this, is Ron, this is Ronald Reagan. You tricked me again, you sly devil, sir. I'm trying He's so hard. And by the way, you're breaking up really bad. That's not a joke. So oh, oh, good. I'm glad we're batting a thousand at the band by the river today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Never had these problems on the God Show from six to ten, nine, or whenever. <sighs> I feel bad for Mikey. You know, not only yeah. did Pete Davis screw up his engagement, that idiot went and hired Sean Bob to be his best man, and, <laughs> yeah, and the weasel stole half the gifts at the wedding shower from his poor bride. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give them all to the troops. Uh, three wearing lunches and a toast of boats. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Dirty air, dirty water hanging from trees. Jeremiah Wright, Bernadine Dawn. It's the same thing every God blessed day. Easy, sir. Even if you're conservative, how could you like it? <laughs> you can't take Researchers it warn that the new Viagra yes. for women, yep. Kimmer, can yep. cause low blood pressure, yep. dizziness, and fainting. Fainting. Bill Cosby said, oh, you mean sort of like a roofie? <laughs> I'll take five. So look for female Viagra and I set the Comp Sexual Energy Center, you see. <laughs> Comp Sexual Energy Center. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. <laughs> you kidding? Sir, rough shape uh, last week I shelled out $300 for some noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. I could still hear Belinda Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> My eyesight has never been better. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right, sir. <laughs> you like Fred Travelina doing all these voices over here, you know? <laughs> like freaking Frank Caliendo over here, Chachi. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy that doesn't know, don't know what to do next. Well, John Boy didn't seem to think much of that guy's fast food proposal. Yeah, he, he thought it was wrong, yeah. Well, you know, John Boy, he prefers to hide the engagement ring in a Gainsburger. <laughs> Bag of kibble. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. That's the ring worm medicine, not an engagement <laughs> oh, ring. <laughs> oh, my. That's John rough. Boy's not quite ready to pop the question. Is that right, sir? Yeah. You know, you, do you want to go outside, girl? I mean, he's not quite ready to. <laughs> <laughs> well, go for a ride? Who wants to go for a ride? <laughs> We're going to be neutral. <laughs> want to go in the car? <laughs> Who's a good girlfriend? Gully. <laughs> Great to Thank you so much for joining us. I really like it when you let me talk a little bit there, Mr. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Shut up now. Thank you so much. Mr. Reagan and friends here with a giver. <laughs> ah, look out. All right, on this marriage, let me, let's put Laura on, uh, on News Radio 1067. Laura, thanks for holding so much. Apparently, this guy met his girlfriend two years ago in L.A. and went to that exact McDonald's, and he said she joked for months that 10 years down the road, she'd probably get proposed to in a chicken nugget box. So the guy said, gee, I thought that would be really cool, and obviously she thought it was wrong. I don't know. What's your reaction to what happened with that marriage proposal, Laura? What do you think? Well, I think she's an idiot. Um I would be so excited. I think it was very romantic, and I think it shows what kind of guy he is and what what she can expect in the future from him. I mean, how romantic he must be, and what surprises she'll get. You know, that's and what, he's the first throw thing. All that away. The first thing I thought. I mean, it's silly, but on the other hand, I mean, what's the difference? 
mean, the thought is, I want to marry you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I love you so much, I don't want to be without you. And the fact that they have a story over it, and that was their first date, and it was, uh, I mean, I think that's a very romantic thing to do. I think it's funny and clever and cute and, you know, something to talk about. They have a great story, or would have if she had reacted properly, in my opinion. I think you're absolutely right. I think she was an idiot. And and if he doesn't dump her, he's an idiot because he knows what he's in for in that relationship. Talk about passive-aggressive. You think she's going to be a true, willing, happy partner for life with this guy? No. And, 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 again, think of the time he took... And how thoughtful that was. Yeah, the McDonald's and people were in on it. going to be in the future. He had to plan it. He had to have them be part of the of the event. I mean, it was. I just. I think it was very cool and cute. Now, are you married? And did you have a proposal of, that you uh, re- really yeah. liked or anything, Laura? What's the deal? No, um, I'm not married. I've been proposed to, and it was very romantic. Um, uh, did you say no, or did? Thing, but, oh, let me no, ask you this. I'm married. I'm sorry. I'm not married, but I had. I was proposed to. But did you and, tell him yes or no? Um, I told him yes, but it didn't work out. I got you. Well, I'm just curious whether... So, whether it was very romantic. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, that's... I, yeah. I, yeah. Well, th- Laura, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. I, I made the mistake. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't. I don't regret any things I've done about it. I, well, yes, I do. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> my final wife and I were dating, and we went to Acapulco, and there's a restaurant up on the cliffs of Acapulco where you can look down across the bay. It was just beautiful. It was an outdoor cafe, outdoor dining uh, hall, a restaurant uh, on the cliffs. And you had your own private table on kind of a cliff area. And you looked down. It was a full moon. It was a beautiful night. Looking over Acapulco Bay, uh, ships and stuff. And it was just as romantic as it could be. A song came on the, on the loudspeaker that I, thought, that I loved as a kid. I got down on, on, in front of the, everybody in the restaurant, got down on one knee and, and uh, I took her hand. And I told her how much I loved her. And I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her and said, uh, will you please marry? Will you marry me? And she kind of basically said, well, we can't get married. We marry? I mean, well, I'm still in school. I mean, I, how can we? I can't really. I mean, oh, my. You mean not? Oh, I, I, and she did kind of that. And so then I was totally freaking humiliated and embarrassed. And then so I just, you know, shut up. And I got back in my seat like an idiot. And we had the rest of the dinner, which, by the way, this is like 20 years ago. The dinner cost me almost 400 bucks. This was not a cheap plate. That was 20 years ago. And so you know what I did? Three nights later, I took her back to the same place. When the same song came over the loudspeakers, I got down and asked her again. Oh, wow. No means no. No means no. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, that means no, too. <laughs> 12.57. Look out. <laughs> John Williams from Showcase Photo and Video had lunch over at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens, and he says it's beautiful and picture perfect. He urges everyone who's planning to attend to make sure they come by Showcase to get all your photo gear so you can take amazing pictures of those tulips and beautiful garden. Showcase Photo and Video at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer. Visit them at showcaseinc.com or call 404-325-7676. That's 404-325-7676. Showcase Photo and Video. Hey, this is Joe Pesci. And you're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Right, Bobby? Right, Joe. You better catch him while you can, because he's only going to be around for a little bit. I'm sorry, a little bit. That's all. So be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 106.7. You should, because he's only going to be around for a little bit. I'm sorry. That's all. A little bit. An audience member started walking out on The Kimmer. Yeah, Who well, do you I... think you are walking out on me? The Kimmer asks. I'm a talent scout, replied the man. <laughs> the Kimmer Show <laughs> on News Radio 1067. Yeah, it's me, baby. I'm Heidi Swedberg, and I would like to give you a quick ukulele lesson and teach That's... you a song. 
that my daughter and I wrote called My Cup of Tea. And let this brew. Heidi Swedberg is the girl who played Susan on Seinfeld. G7. <laughs> it's the beginner's version of the song. When I did it with my band, we actually started it in B flat. She's now got a ukulele band. I'm not making this up. This is Susan, the girl who played George's fiance, who died from poison envelope licking for their engagement announcements. And then she became a lesbian and then went back with him and all this other stuff. And she had her father's cabin burned down and he was having a love affair with a guy. I remember the whole. Anyway. Well, if she stops talking, I guess she's not going to stop talking. Anyway, that is the, the woman, Heidi Swedberg, who played Susan. And George, Ale- Jason Alexander, just revealed the real reason why she got killed off. He says apparently uh, she was a sweet girl, but he liked her, but there was no chemistry on the stage between all of them. And he said uh, she was just, they couldn't relate to her. They, they, he said, you know, it's not you, it's me, something. Uh, they couldn't figure out how to play off her. Her instincts for doing a scene were misfiring. Uh, the character of Susan turned out to be so unlikable, the notoriously shallow and selfish George came off looking good. Uh, they did the most horrible things to her. The audience was still on George's side. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jerry both had the exact same problem. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus said, you know, I just, I just want to kill her. And Larry uh, Sanders said, uh, Larry um, David. Uh, uh, David, Larry David, the producer, said, you know what? we got to kill her off now. So they did. But it's just because nobody got along. They couldn't figure out how she worked. They couldn't get along with her. So now she, I'm not making this up either. She is now uh, playing the ukulele and has a a band, a ukulele band. She goes around playing the ukulele. Anyway, very, very strange. All right, look out. It's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. All right, let me ask you this, John Boy. Have you ever heard these words? We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if which I do not for a moment believe this island or a large part of it was subjugated and starving. All right, now you're boring me. That's Winston Churchill. <laughs> the first part was fine, but, you know, he, he was not a good speaker on that speech, which is too bad because the words were brilliant. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Those were the words of Winston Churchill, June 4th, 1940. The Allied military evacuation of almost 400,000 troops from Dunkirk, France. Battle of Dunkirk. Very famous. World War II. All right, look up. It's only me, 108 on News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. I'm telling you, this marriage thing, you guys are both wrong. The girl was a jerk. She was an idiot. The guy was there. That was their first date. It was very romantic. And, uh,. I should have listened the first time she told. She didn't actually say no. She just kind of made it clear that she, you know. And now I'm I'm still in school. I mean, I, we I, we can marry. I, I mean, I, don't, I just had all the reasons why it would be wrong to get married. And it wasn't like I was asking to get married me that night. But you know, I I didn't listen. I should have listened. But uh, hey. <laughs> and then it reminds me of the true story. Yes, a very, very true story. 
The famous prince asked his beautiful princess, Will you marry me? The princess said no, and the prince lived happily ever after. And he rode motorcycles and did skinny big boob broads and hunted and fished and whatever he wanted to and went to nudie bars and dated women half his age and drank whiskey and beer at Captain Morgan and did things with strippers' tummies and never got any bitching about being late from work and never paid child support or alimony, never got lied to and abused. He took cheerleaders in his house and he had guns and never got cheated on while he was working. All his friends and family thought he was really cool, man. Had tons of money in the bank and he left the toilet seat up. The end. Okay, we settled that. Oh, by the way, Rick Perry is announcing, oh. and I don't want to, 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 to have you turn over to stop listening to us and watch TV, but we have to say this. I mean, Pete noticed immediately, as soon as you look up here, Rick Perry's making his announcement he's running for president. He is straddled, he is, he's got two guys who are obviously twin brothers on either side of him at the podium. First of all, Rick Perry is flop sweating. It's like someone's poured a bucket of water on his face. He's totally flop sweating. The two guys behind him... For every second of this announcement, have act and looked. I mean, they have scowls on their faces. They look angry and mean, like they want to shoot somebody, or they just ran over somebody's dog. I mean, it's horrible. It, 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 vicious scowls on their faces. I mean, it's, it's this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's a, it's the most unappealing political announcement I've ever seen. There's no cheering. They, they look at the two guys. They're two faces. Oh, my God. They look like they want to kill somebody. I mean, really, what the hell kind of a... I'm going to run, and by God, if you don't vote for me, I'm coming out there to kill everyone. I mean, jeez. Oh, it's awful. I mean, they just look vicious and mean and angry. They look like killers. look like a couple of death row inmates. <laughs> penitentiary face for god's sakes yeah. <laughs> really oh i can't believe it and wait do you see it they're going to show it on the news and it's been the whole time they haven't moved the camera shot it's been the exact same camera shot for like 10 minutes so whatever you see tonight on tv for his announcement you'll see these two look at these two guys on either they're twin brothers obviously and I, they must be military they look military yeah. short haircuts and stuff but it looks like they just want to keep killing people <laughs> did, they, did they do this in a sauna? I don't know. And he's totally flops when it's just, it's, oh, it looks like he got Vaseline all over his face. Anyway, uh, I've been there. I've done that on TV. I've been, I've been so embarrassed with flop sweat on TV. I don't even want to tell you. No, I has been. Oh, I was awful. No, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Oh, by the way, yesterday we mentioned that uh, Wayne, no offense, my former producer, uh, uh, now has daughter number two, little uh, little Kimmer, uh, baby Wayne. No offense, has now got her driver's license permit, and he, and and he sent the announcement to Pete. So we read it on the radio, and Wayne, unbeknownst to us at the time, was video was selfie videotaping his daughter behind the wheel in the car while we were reading the announcement that she's got her, dri- her driver's permit. Therefore, life is over as we know it, because clearly if his little teeny girl, who was like one the last time I saw her, is now driving a car, uh, clearly it's the end of the world. And he actually taped her, uh, videotaped her reaction to us talking about it. Of course, she says, Dad, Dad, you know, like that. If you can't embarrass your kids, why have kids? That's my motto. Anyway, so that was pretty funny. So we got a couple of funny things going on. For us. Supposed to Rick Perry, my God, what an idiot. All right, uh, we'll talk about the Duggar family. And I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I have some very strong opinions about this whole business, 19 kids and counting. And then uh, all of a sudden now it turns out that their kid who's now, what, 27-year-old Josh, uh, used to fondle his sisters and a babysitter. And now they're complaining that the daughters, well, they were outed. Uh, the juvenile records got released. 
So there's an issue here about uh, privacy, and here we go again, social media and everything. All right, 112, 112. Imagine, if you will, an announcer you can <laughs> barely understand. He refers to a but you're not quite sure what he said. He seems to be eating something, or perhaps he's a little drunk. Sounds like the Kimmer Show, yes. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan. And this portion of the Kimmer Show is <laughs> brought to you by Miss Daisy. Miss Daisy. That woman is such a pain, <laughs> sometimes I wish Mookie Blaylock was her driver. <laughs> and now, here's your host for the time being, Kim Peterson. <laughs> You know, with his voice, Morgan Freeman could say anything and it would sound great. You know, <laughs> really. Oh, look out, it's only me, 119. Stefan Lessard of the Dave Matthews Band is 41 today. He's the bass player. Couple of the birthdays. El DeBarge, the singer, is 54. Uh, Sean Pertwee from Gotham is 51. Is he the, he's, is he the star of the little greasy little uh, rat no, kid? Sean Pertwee is uh, Alfred the butler. Oh, of course. There you go. That's right. And uh, he's 51. And Keith David from Barbershop is 59 today. And I got it. It's only me. 119 on News Radio 1067. 844 1067. 844-404-1067. All right, we did some more checking. It turns out that the two guys who were flanking Rick Perry, who made his announcement for president just now, uh, just ended, or they said stopped co- uh, covering it. The two guys who were flanking him were twi- obviously twin brothers, or brothers, I assume twin brothers. One of them was Marcus Luttrell, who was a warrior hero from Afghanistan, one of the lone survivors of, mo- uh, I think, the uh, movie with the guy from Boston. Uh, who was Mark Wahlberg? Was uh, did a movie about him, the Lone Survivor. Uh, he was awarded the Navy Cross for his heroism, which, by the way, is one step below Medal of Honor. Uh, that's a big time, Charlie. That's that's serious stuff. And uh, and he had his brother. Which so now I feel kind of bad because I said you know they look like they're ready to kill somebody. They did. I mean they, but, but somebody should have told. You know you don't. God, this is so stupid. When you see the video of Rick Perry's announcement, you're going to go, Oh my God, what are they so mad about? I mean, they were just looked like angry, vicious, violent looks on their faces. And I mean, you, that's not how you make an announcement to run for president. What did he, why did he put him in that position anyway? Why did he have them standing up there next to him? As a, now, he's a big war hero. Did he ever serve in the military? Yeah, can you, would you mind see if you could check Rick Perry? Do you ever, I don't think he ever, well, he might have been in the National Guard. He might, he might have been something. I don't know. We'll find out before I blast him. If he didn't, then I, then I think he's using him as props. Uh, which is which also makes me mad that you use veterans, especially heroes, uh, for political props for your announcement. Foreign Legion. He was in the French Foreign Legion. I'll be damned. For it. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's one twenty-one. I right, hold everything. He was an Eagle Scout. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I got thrown out before I ever made my Eagle badge. I I set a booby trap for my Scoutmaster. I did. For, we were in a camp out of a tent uh, at a jamboree. Right? I'm camping in the woods for two weeks in our tent. Uh, Billy Freeberg was my tent mate. <laughs> I taught him how to swim that summer, by the way. He never he did know how to swim, and I taught him how to swim. Anyway, uh, and we set a booby trap for our scoutmaster. Uh, we put, it was at night, we put binder twine about four inches off the ground, we zigzagged between the entrance to the tent, and then we got inside the tent and started screaming and yelling and acting up, and we knew he was gonna, the scoutmaster was going to come running into us, which he did, and he tripped over the binder twine and went headfirst into the tent and knocked the whole thing down. <laughs> put one in his <laughs> lips. That's why the camera didn't have a long career in the Boy Scouts. Uh, 122, it's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line there. Good afternoon. Can I ex- interest you in an extra value meal today? <laughs> hey, Coach, how's it going? Please pull up to the second window. <laughs> coach Dan Reeves. How are you, sir? 
Well, you were talking about fast food proposals earlier on the show. Yes, you know, sir. we kind of had a confusing situation similar over here at the Golden Arches the other day. Oh, you did, sir? What, what, what? Well, Larry Wax's class ring slipped off while he was filling up a box of chicken McNuggets. <laughs> And Rodney Ho thought that Larry wanted to go steady. <laughs> you know, they spend so much time together already, you know, <laughs> cooking many up articles. phony reasons to write another three-part series on the regular guys. Where are they now, you know? <laughs> I heard you earlier, Kim. I yes, mean, sir. I don't want to make you feel bad. No, I... I mean, after all, that's the sales department's <laughs> job. I don't want to get in the way of that. No, sir. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, you know, I'm not going to pull your Barry Manilow tickets. But anyway... <laughs> We've known each other a long time, yes, Gemma. Yes, we have, Coach. Can you imagine all the grief, yeah. betrayal, yeah. indignity, yeah. abuse, and financial ruin the yeah. Kemma could have avoided yeah. if he hadn't kept pushing for it? <laughs> but, enough of, but enough about getting hired by news radio. <laughs> How about that other pack of lies, the marriage proposal that you made? <laughs> Live and learn. Hey, folks, you said no the first time. Here's a guy who won't leave well enough alone. Boom. Boom. Here's a guy that want to keep his house. Boom. Hey, my key doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like asking Miss. That's kind of like Mrs. Bill O'Reilly asking you, honey, you sure you don't want me to drag me down the stairs one more time? I mean, you ask him more than once. That's a silly question. Yeah, now, I was kind of half listening here at work. I heard you say you popped the question in Acapulco 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. After a $400 dinner. Yeah, there you go. $400. Who were you proposing to? Nancy Grace? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, could you put that loaf of onion rings down for a second? I want to ask you something. <laughs> well, yes, I would like to see a dessert menu. <laughs> Better yet, why don't you leave the whole tray? <laughs> leave the cart over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work on Nancy and Belinda. Sound too much alike. I'm sorry. I have to it's work right, on that. Right. My eyesight's never been better. <laughs> I can see fine. <laughs> well, I saw where mixed martial artist uh, fighting champion Ronda Rousey yeah. is sure enough particular about who buys her 2005 Honda Accord. Yeah, she's got it up for sale, and it's on the internet. And uh... oh man, if the guy buys her car, turns out to be a real jerk. Why should she care about that? I mean, <laughs> well... you know, she's got the money. Some guys can handle it, and some guys can't. You know, <laughs> she's worried about. <laughs> I mean, hell, if they were looking for driving pleasure, they'd buy a Mercedes. <laughs> Good point, sir. <laughs> Great to be on Thanks, show. Coach. Really <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, folks. Keep going. <laughs> Is, is Doc here tonight? <laughs> Doc is not here tonight. <laughs> yes. How, yes. How about this weather we've been having? <laughs> yes. It was so hot. Oh, hot, Doc. <laughs> I saw a Georgia Department of Transportation worker break a sweat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Must have been. Thank you so much, Coach. And friends here on News Radio 1067. I look out. Okay, Rick Perry. Well, here we go. All right, so I'm glad I didn't uh, make too many accusations. Uh, after graduating from college in 1972, Rick Perry was commissioned as an officer in the Air Force, went through pilot training, assigned to a C-130 ship, uh, went to uh, Dias Air Force Base. I don't know where that is. Uh, two-month overseas rotations in England and Germany. Um, he helped uh, relief drought relief effort in Mali, Mauritania, and Chad in 1974. And after an earthquake in Guatemala, uh, two years later, he helped to deliver supplies to them. He left the Air Force in 1977 with the rank of captain and went back to Texas, went into business farming cotton with his father. 
And Rick Perry did serve in uniform. He was a pilot, and so um, I I don't have any problem with him having a couple of warriors next to him. But I mean, it's no sense, you know, beating a dead horse about this. But uh, it just looked stupid. It was just a dumb way to announce for presidency. It just looked looked stupid, and it looked like two guys were so mean and angry they couldn't wait to hit somebody. I mean, it was just stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, uh. And the Ronda Rousey thing, she uh, Ronda Rousey has a, a 2005 Honda Accord, which she's selling. On eBay, uh, she uh, has very strong feelings about it because she lived in that car when she was a struggling fighter making ends meet. The car's got 150-plus thousand miles on it, and she lovingly nicknamed it the Fonda, and she's just hoping, she actually said this on her Twitter thing, I hope to God uh, whoever buys it doesn't uh, act like a pervert when he gets in there because it used to belong to me. Current bid on it is $18,500. Oh, boy. All right, 127 News. So that topped me by 500. 127 on News Radio 1067. This is your formerly alive announcer, Don Pardo, and you're listening to a replay of the Kimmer, courtesy of the Hangman and John Boy. You know, the only two people who do any real work around here. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. Hey, this is Harry Carey, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show (laughs) is brought to you by Bruce Jenner. Hey, I'm not surprised he became a woman. Hell, he already drove like one. Holy cow! And now here he is, (laughs) the Kimmer! Thank you so much. Uh, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. It's a weird, one of the weirdest days. We, I don't know what's up today, but there's something in the air. I'll bet our biorhythms are screwed up or something. There's a reason for something. This has been a very bizarre program. Now, can we just erase this one from the <laughs> from the podcast? NewsRadio1067.com. Don't do it today. Anyway, sponsored by Showcase Photo and Video, for the record, by the way. John Oates of Holland Oates is driving around the country in search for the best in American roots music. John Oates will chronicle the search on a TV show called Good Road to Follow sometime on when and where we don't know officially yet. He plans to drive on hidden and forgotten roads to uncover roots music to play with its originators. And he'll uh, download each song at the end of each show. And he claims that special guests will be along for the ride as he looks for... Music in America, John Oates from Hall and Oates. All right, well, good luck to you. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, a couple of birthdays. Scott Wolf, the actor from Party of Five, is now 47. And uh, comedian Horatio Sands from Saturday Night Live is 46 today. So there you go. All right, look out. It's only me, 136. It's on to the camera. News Radio 1067. A lot of things to talk about. Arrest warrants for the uh, uh, commencement activities, high school graduation. And I can I can see both sides or all sides of this issue, especially after uh, I went to the last graduation ceremony I went to was for my older daughter, Jennifer, who got her two year college degree. Now she's going on to the other one. But uh, it was a nightmare. Anyway, we'll talk about that, too. Also, the uh, Duggars news interview from last night. And um, uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, yeah, and the Jenner reaction, too. Now there's a petition to try to strip Bruce Jenner of his medals from the Olympics 40 years ago. Seems a little late in the tooth there. Uh, first to the phones, 844-404-1067. It's Mike on News Radio 1067. Hello, Mike. Hello, Kimmer. Welcome. Love your show. Long time listener. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Nice to uh, have you aboard. Just to give you a quick intro here before I uh, give my topic, 
Uh, I'm a Vietnam vet like yourself. I was in the Navy and riverine patrol in the Mekong Delta. Welcome home, my friend. Mekong Delta was that uh, <laughs> fun place to be. River, <laughs> call it yeah. Rocket Alley. Yeah. 69 and 70. Anyway, I've got a picture of you and me at a media play up here in Smyrna when you were selling the CD. Oh, one God. Christmas. That was like 95 or something, probably, or 98. Probably 96. Or 96, and yeah. Wow. You autographed a picture of my ship. And uh, made a picture of you and me. I several. remember that. I remember that. I remember that. You do. Well, you've yep. got a great memory, like me, like an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> In okay. more ways than one. Yes, sir. Well, here's what I wanted to say. Okay, being a, a, a this day in history, June the 4th, 1942, was the greatest naval victory in the history of the Navy. We sunk all four Japanese carriers that sunk our fleet at Pearl Harbor the year before. If we had not won and defeated the Japanese fleet that day, or they sunk those four, the four main uh, Japanese yeah. carriers yeah. and killed all their pilots, yeah. the Japanese would have sailed all the way to the West Coast. We would have had to sue for peace. There would be no D-Day. Uh, over On that day in history, uh, all these many years ago, over 50 brave pilots gave their lives that day on dive bombers going against the Japanese carriers. And they also sank on one of our three carriers, the Yorktown. Many died on that. Yeah. Then they a, it was a battle of Midway, is what we all know it as a battle of Midway. In fact, I just watched a movie about the battle of Midway uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's a stunning story. And it definitely changed everything in the in the uh, the war in the Pacific. Would have been a whole lot different if it hadn't happened. One of the reasons the planes ran out of gas, they were looking, they're trying to find the ships, and they couldn't find. I mean, it was really a uh, it was part luck and part really great planning, but it was uh, it was the turning point in the war in the Pacific, without question, this day in 1942. And so people don't ever forget it for the sacrifices that our heroes did that day, because like I say, the Japanese fleet was sailed right past Pearl Harbor all the way to San Francisco, or, and we would have had to sue for peace. Yeah, absolutely. There was no other option. Mike, welcome home and Semper Fi, my friend. 844-404-1069. 844-404-1069. Well, it did mark the turning point in the war in it the did. Pacific. Without question. And if you haven't ever seen the movie, The Battle of Midway, or uh, documentaries on it, you really you, you might want to. It's really pretty interesting how it turned out. A lot of it was just half luck. Did you see a few years ago when they took the Japanese and the Americans who were there and fought against each yeah. other and took them back and showed them where the battleships were on the bottom of the ocean, and they all started crying no, and hugging I each other? Wow. It was I believe it. I believe it. And then you, and honestly, as someone who's been in situations like that, then you wonder, you know, if now we're all good buddies, <laughs> And we're good buddies with Germany. We're good buddies with Japan. We used to be buddies with Russia, although they were never our enemy in World War II, theoretically. Anyway, then it's just it just seems so, you know, after the fact, years and years and years later, that it just seems like such a, you know, all those millions of people had to die. And if they just hadn't, if they had just done the way we wanted it, we'd be fine. Well, let us rule the place. I got 140. It's the camera on News Radio 106.7. The Duggars on TV on Fox News. Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar from the uh, TLC show 19 Kids and Counting talked about their oldest son, who's now 27, Josh, who used to fondle his sisters and a babysitter frequently when they were asleep. Uh, he felt them up, He uh, some, mostly over but sometimes under clothes, and one of the victims was a babysitter who apparently was sleeping at the time, and he had to tell her, well, uh, now the Duggars are complaining that the juvenile records should have been sealed, but they've been released, and the mom is absolutely apoplectic over what's happening now with the publicity. For those things to be twisted. 
did and and um, shared in a slanderous way story after story tabloid after tabloid as a mom that breaks my heart for my girls they've been victimized more by what has happened in these last couple of weeks than they were 12 years ago and one of the daughters reacted this way you don't have a right to do this this isn't we're victims they can't do this to us all right now wait a minute you're right that if their records were sealed as juveniles, they never should have been released and never should have been released to the press. However, let's realize who you are and what you've been doing. You've been making yourselves famous because of all your children on a TV show. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows the case. And frankly, it's a little late in the game now to be complaining that you're victims because of the publicity. If you are doing this for a living, if this is what you do and your media darlings for years on this program, and now all of a sudden something happens where you're turning into a victim again? No, sorry, I don't, that's that's just uh, cheesy. Now, I feel bad for him, and I feel bad for all of them. But on the other hand, uh, he uh, fondled, he was wrong. He was uh, 14 or something, I think, at the time, 50, maybe 15, 14, 15, and they were much younger, and it was obviously wrong, and uh, the, they involved a criminal case in it. Now those records have been released. But you can't start bitching now that all you know the publicity and make you embarrassing. Well, no, duh. I mean, you were kind of putting yourself in that position, weren't you? What do you expect? Ah, 142. I'm Slim Shady. Yes. <laughs> I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. But first, so, won't the real Slim Shady stand up? <laughs> stand up? The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home. On <laughs> That's, exactly the, That's exactly what happened. Oh, oh, this is Joan Rivers. <laughs> Hi, Joan. And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. Can, can we talk? <laughs> Caitlyn is so unappealing. unappealing. Oh, George Clooney wants to marry her. Oh, I've seen younger <laughs> faces on money. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Younger faces on money. By the way, bumpers by request. And this came from Jason on Facebook. And he wanted to hear Gypsy King's version of Hotel California. As opposed to the Eagles version of Hotel California. Is this all in Spanish? Is that the And this was in the movie John Boy likes uh, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Alright, by request. By the way, we're just thinking too. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're all in a crappy mood. We've been yelling at each other, hey, <laughs> screaming and calling each other names all morning, all afternoon, and from noon at one fifty-one, and everybody's all ticked off and right, saying, "Man, you know, we've all synchronized our periods, <laughs> like a bunch of old ladies in an office building. We've synchronized our periods. That's exactly what's going on." Well, shall we continue? Wait, there's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimma. Don't <laughs> let me interrupt your flow <laughs> i said our monthly don't let me interrupt your flow <laughs> the curse is bad hey jerry how's it going well as you mentioned earlier in your show in yes, between sir. all of the backbiting <laughs> years ago on seinfeld we killed killed off joyce castanda's girlfriend because yeah. jason alexander yeah. and the actress had no chemistry no chemistry yeah. chemistry is crucial in television yes, so mu- not so much in radio obviously <laughs> I screw you! <laughs> I might not even 
we've been talking about your show. You never know. Hey, Kimmer. Yes, sir. You know the difference between a radio consultant and a TSA agent? No, I don't, sir. I don't. Well, TSA agents are only wrong 97% of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> One group that does better. You mentioned on yesterday's show that yes. Donald Trump has come out with his own fragrance called Empire. Empire fragrance. Yeah. Not to be outdone, the folks over at Armani are coming out with Revenge by Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> you slap it on and you'll have women falling down the stairs Yo! for you. Oh, <laughs> there's the new Floyd Mayweather, Musk for Men. I didn't hear about that. A couple of slaps and you'll be beating the women off with a stick. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there's a stick involved, you know. <laughs> And I hope Ronda Rousey was listening carefully at that one. Yes, anyway, me too, sir. <laughs> one more thing. Yes, I've sir. talked to your management. They want to apologize profusely to the Kimmer Show oh, for, what, for taking away your last set of those Barry Manilow tickets. Yeah, they swiped them. To give to a more valued show. <laughs> I mean, it was a big mistake, a complete misunderstanding. Was it? You see, the way I hear it, you were never supposed to get any tickets. <laughs> and that was the mistake, not that you got... Nothing ahead three days' worth, all right. <laughs> Rest assured that the moron who tried to surreptitiously throw a, threw, threw a few crumbs the chemist's way Yo. has been fired without severance. His pregnant wife has been dropped from the health plan, and his son Tiny Tim's wheelchair and braces were repossessed this morning. I mean, if there's back. one thing you don't do, you don't help out the God-blessed chemist show. That's right. He doesn't need anything. <laughs> we're to live by. It's great to be on the Thank you, Jerry. It's our honor. Next to last program. One more day. Please, God. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Thank you. Where's my maxi pad? <laughs> Just your luck. It's your last day, and you finally got some chemistry. I <laughs> killed Jerry. Ay, ay, ay. 154. Wait to hear about one of the stars of All My Children on an airplane coming up in a second. First, let's get to John on News Radio 1067. Greg's coming up. Hello, John. Welcome, sir. Kimmer, how are you? Good. Let's separate five, man. What's happening? Well, I. Uh, was a Navy officer, retired as commander, but uh, in about 1984, uh, I was a lieutenant at uh, Navy Reserve Center, Atlanta, uh, reserve officer, and I had the great privilege of escorting Ensign George Gay, who was the sole survivor of Torpedo Squadron 8 at Midway. Wow, really? And what, what a great American a humble man, but he was tough as nails. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there were 30 pilots and radiomen he was the the only survivor, and actually watched the when he, he was shot down, but watched the battle from under his canopy. In fact, uh, that was depicted in the movie. Wow! Yeah, and, and what a story that John. Thank you, Semper Fi, also in, uh, for serving our country so honorably too. And if you ever if you ever had a chance to see the Battle of Midway, either the movie or a documentary on it, really is worth doing. It's really really quite amazing how how it was just fate where the Japanese guy had to keep changing the planes from torpedo bombs to other bombs, and and it took them so long that they couldn't find the fleet. I mean, it was really, really a, a, a very strange, uh, but a, a tremendously powerful uh, story of a fight, fighting in the Pacific. Here's Greg on News Radio 106.7. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Fine, Kimmer. Uh, simplify. Thank you, sir. Uh, I wanted to tell you, I went to a high school graduation Saturday, uh-huh. and I looked over to my left, and there was this Sharp dressed dark marine, dark green marine, uh, in his dress blues, uh-huh. and uh, he looked so sharp. And I just said simplify to him, and he came over and shook my hand. And uh, of course, I'm a Vietnam veteran, so you know I'm much older. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, but uh, looks good, but, doesn't it? Doesn't it look good to see somebody in a dress uh, uniform up there, just standing ramrod straight, and knowing he's ready to protect anybody who needs it? I tell you, I love this sight. Listen, it was yes sir, no sir, yes sir, no sir. Yeah, Greg. Listen, welcome home, my friend. I appreciate it. More coming up, and the story of the All My Children star who didn't take anything off of somebody on an airplane. Coming up on News Radio one hundred six seven. John Williams from Showcase Photo and Video had lunch over at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens, and he says it's beautiful and picture perfect. He urges everyone who's planning to attend to make sure they come by Showcase to get all your photo gear so you can take amazing pictures of those tulips and beautiful garden. Showcase Photo and Video at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer. Visit them at showcaseinc.com or call 404-325-7676. That's 404-325-7676. Showcase case photo and video this is robin leach you're listening to a replay of the kimmer show and i don't know why be sure to tune into the kimmer monday through friday noon to three on news radio 1067 when the kimmer starts to make sense yeah, it's time to double your medication <laughs> the kimmer show on news radio 1067 yeah, especially today I, honestly i think we've all linked our periods at the same actual time <laughs> Peanut butter teddy bear. I bought another peanut butter nail sandwich here, Jen. But this is chilling. Elvis. Yeah, 1992, the young Elvis stamp beat out the Vegas Elvis stamp in a contest conducted by the post office. More than a million votes were tallied, and young Elvis got the nod, 1992. Also, Matthew Perry went into a drug rehab program for prescription painkillers in 1997 on this day. And Paris Hilton in 2007, remember this? Paris Hilton had to serve a 23-day jail sentence for breaking probation. Again, she's she's a celebritant. She has no skills of any kind, but she because she was famous, she became a celebritant. And she got uh, sentenced to jail for 23 days, and then she transferred after three days to her home because she was so uncomfortable and started freaking out. So poor baby Paris Hilton, they had to send her to her home to serve the rest of her sentence, and then later she did return to jail to finish it, but they actually gave her permission to go home because it was so traumatic. How about a punch in the face? That's fairly traumatic. Jeez, I mean, just <laughs> unbelievable. All right, hold everything. We got Topics Got Issues 206. Newsbreak lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. And first, here's Pam on News Radio 1067. Hiya, Pam. Thanks for holding. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? We're okay. Uh, I met Mr. K. That they were talking about the Soul Survivor. Oh, you really? Uh huh. Yeah, and I never even read the book. He came to our bank and uh, was a speaker. And he told the funniest story about, you know, being in the raft for uh-huh. a long time. And uh-huh. when they finally got him out, the doctor said, your wounds look surprisingly well. And he said, well, I've been soaking them in salt water for a few days. <laughs> yes, use salt water on your injuries and you'll feel better. <laughs> I love it. Well, Pam, thanks for calling. We appreciate you being with us. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. All right. Now, let me ask you this. In uh, graduation ceremonies or commencement addresses and so forth, this happened in Mississippi at Senatobia, Mississippi High School. The superintendent had told people, don't applaud Every time a kid gets called up to get the diploma, because it'll take forever and you'll drown out the other names being called. So everybody wait till the end. Uh, don't interrupt anything. Well, here's what happened uh, when one young girl got to uh, get her diploma from the uh, superintendent. You did it, baby! <laughs> you did it, baby. That's what the guy yelled and got arrested. 
He and three other members of the family got arrested. They were sent, uh, sent, uh, given $500 bonds to pay for disturbing the peace. And the people are saying, wait a minute, this is stupid. All he said was, you did it, baby. But the problem is, when you go to a graduation ceremony and people start reacting every time someone's name is called, for one thing, it takes forever. Secondly, people can't hear the name of the person they want to hear because other people are talking and yelling and so forth. But the worst thing that I think is the worst part of it is, now, first of all, do you think they did the right thing by arresting these people? That seems a little harsh. I mean, if they had a punch in the head and, you know, you have to leave now, that was something, some kind of something. But um, when when my daughter Jennifer got her her associate's degree, we went to the ceremony, to the graduation ceremony. And the biggest, there were a lot, I mean, there were hundreds and hundreds of people there to get their diplomas. And so it took forever. And they also said, they pleaded with people not to leave after your kid gets the diploma. But what happens is people who got their diploma first, there's still 400 kids to go. It's going to take three hours. We were there for like four or five hours, and we stayed until we just couldn't take it anymore after Jennifer got his or hers, and she went back to the seat. And we thought, oh, my God, we're going to have to stick around. for the And we, had, we stayed there for another couple hours. Finally, it wasn't even done. We said, we got to go. We just can't take this anymore. So we didn't mean to be rude, but, I mean, we were there four or five hours, and they said, that's enough. I mean, come on. So I don't know. I don't know what better way to do it. But isn't it ironic when I when I got <laughs> for my graduation ceremony uh, from Arizona State from my bachelor's degree, I didn't go because I was working. And when I got my master's degree, I didn't go to the graduation ceremony there because I was working. What? At Arizona State, don't you just drive real slow through the campus and they throw the diploma in the back seat? Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> in Mississippi, you drive through and they throw cow patties at you. <laughs> Which are worth more than the Arizona are State more the than so Now, pow, just pow. a damn minute. <laughs> but I was too busy. I didn't care about going to ceremony for graduation. I was working, man. I, I was working seven days a week. I didn't care about that. But anyway, it's one of the issues that's come up now, and I don't know what better way to do it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. If you have a class of five hundred kids, what are you supposed to do? Video conference. Well, <laughs> social media. Just have it on the internet. At my graduation, they just split us up by college and told us to all stand up at once for one and then move to the next, and that was it. Huh. Well, it, it lasted 30 minutes. But but you didn't have your name shouted out for your mom and dad to hear you, you your name graduate, though, not right? Not at all. Okay, no. well, <laughs> and again, that, that, may, that may be a small price to pay. You were there. They have your picture. I'm sure you've, oh, yeah. you tell all the stuff. But still, I mean, there's no, there's no good way to do it. But they arrested these people, actually arrested them, and they had to pay a $500 bond fee. And the family saying, we don't have that kind of money. I mean, he said, it's crazy. And then he got to pay court costs, got to go to court. I mean, it's just, jeez. <laughs> really? I just remember where my parents took me after I graduated. Where? Applebee's and Tucker. Really? <laughs> and what did you have? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, Applebee's. Applebee's. Apple- oh, that's fine. I got I was working. I didn't have time to do anything. <laughs> I love it. And now it's a two eleven. We got a news mailings coming ever shortly. Also, I want to. In fact, I'm going to play that news song. There's some. There's an effort now to take away Bruce Jenner's medals because he was a girl in his heart when he won all those Olympic medals. Well, he's still on our mind today. His features do not lie, cause he still looks like a guy. He's Bruce Jenner. <laughs> But it's not the Bruce we know. He's got nothing down below. He's Bruce Jenner. <laughs> He's got a bumper sticker. It says Bush in 2016. He's a lady. Whoa, whoa, He's a lady. Talking about an ugly lady. 
And this lady ain't fine. He used to be on Wheaties, now he's on Fruit Loops. Oh. He's ran into Chasmo, no. And the next thing that you know, he is a donor. Yeah, I think they met at a swap meet, all right? It was quite a generous deed. But Bruce don't really need to get a loner. And I was closer, you can loner. He's a lady. Whoa, 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 he's a lady. Talking about a nasty lady. <laughs> Sing it, Tom Jones. And this lady ain't fine. Hey, move it along. We're not young, all right? He's a lady. <laughs> whoa, Bruce Jenner. He's a lady. And again, I can't wait to see him prancing across the stage at the ESPYs next month in a pair of high heels and an evening gown with cleavage and dangling diamond earrings to accept his award for courage and... Jeez, oh, I, I, I'm going to throw up. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Someone is willing to be my girlfriend. <laughs> Way out of context. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home. Here we go. On news Radio 1067. Yeah, boy. Look out. This is Al Pacino, Ow. and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yeah. is brought to you by Kanye West. Oh? Boy, do I feel sorry for Kanye. Well, well. Now the poor guy has two mother-in-laws. Hoo-ha! Oh. And now here's your host, <laughs> Kim Peterson. Thank you. Look out! Tennis player Andrea Jager is 50 today. And another uh, sports birthday, Olympic gold medal figure skater Evan Lisicek, I think it is, is 30. Anyway, (laughs) but first, holy crap in sports and Pete Davis. Well, if you're thinking about going to play football, basketball, whatever for the Tar Heels, you might want to think again. Oh, really? Uh, NCAA is charging UNC with five level one violations in the academic probe that's been going on. UNC? Football? Yeah, basketball, a whole bunch of stuff. It's oh, like we're cheating on people getting in with not doing yeah. tests, grades, not going and stuff. to school you know, classes, classes and stuff. And, yeah, like oh that. boy! Yeah. Yeah. The Braves have today off after a tough day in Arizona yesterday, blowing a six nothing lead, losing nine to eight. Once again, the middle relievers did their best clown car on fire impression, <laughs> wasting two homers from Old Hickory. Old Hickory, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, yeah. Jim Johnson got the loss. Tampa Bay nipped the Angels, and Brad Boxberger, Boxberger got the win. Milwaukee's Ryan Braun is out for a while. He needs a procedure on his injured thumb, which will happen right after the proctologist removes it from his... (laughs) (laughs) New Jersey fat man Chris Christie put down the fork and spoon long enough to don a baseball uniform Oh, God. Oh, I'd love to see that. There's a middle image. Are you serious? Can we find a picture of that somewhere? Oh, God. Now, what did they do? Get Coleman tent people to sew one up for him? <laughs> Omar the tent maker. Yeah. The good news, the charity ball game raised money for police officers. It well, included luminaries such as Joe Torre, Rex Ryan, and Rudy Giuliani. There you go. Unfortunately, Christie tripped and fell down, rounding second base, and crushed all three of those men today. <laughs> There's an online petition going around to get Bruce Jenner's 76 decathlon Olympic medal revoked. Back then, he was a javelin pitcher. Today, he's a, a javelin pitcher. <laughs> Thank you. But he still deserves the medal. But we should have realized this was going to happen a long time ago, yeah. as Stewie Griffin knew. I can't believe that came out of Bruce Jenner's <laughs> Bruce Jenner is a man. No, Brian. That's what the press would have you believe, but he's not. Bruce Jenner is a woman. An elegant, beautiful Dutch woman. Uh, you got to think Seth MacFarlane knew something. He knew way back. <laughs> <clears throat> On Tuesday night, Indians outfielder Brandon Moss hit his 100th home run. Unfortunately for him, he did it in Kansas City. And the ball landed in the bullpen, and the KC pitchers are holding it hostage. Oh. In fact, the Royals relievers have issued a ransom note to Moss. Among the items they want in return for the ball, iPhones, iPads, 
$5,000 in cash oh. and a 50-gallon drum of lube. <laughs> lube? Uh, don't <laughs> I ask. don't even know what that means. Yeah, don't ask. <laughs> I don't want to ask. Uh, ESPN. And I don't want you to tell me either. <laughs> ESPN.com has ranked the best number one baseball draft pick of all time. Guess who is number one? Best number one baseball draft pick. I know Horner was 17. Number one had to be, um, well, no, I don't know. Chipper Jones. Oh, that's right, Chipper Jones. Beating yep. out Ken Griffey Jr. And they say because uh, Chipper Jones had a longer career uh, without right. as many injuries. He as won a World Series. Won a World Griffey Series. never even went to yep. a World Series. Yep. A player that didn't win was former Pittsburgh third baseman Jeff King, who came in 23rd. The Pirates passed up Matt Williams, Kevin Brown, the pitcher, and Gary Sheffield to pick Jeff. Really? One sports writer described King as not even liking the game of baseball and that he'd never seen a player look so miserable on a diamond. King's manager, Tony Muser, said King hated the national anthem. Oh, and man. he would say, every time they play this song, I have a bad day. Jeez. They play it before every game. Every it's game. The, uh, the very day after King secured his major league pension, he retired. Ay, ay, ay. That's a bad guy. That's and no finally, the NBA draft is coming up. A seven-foot-tall Latvian named Kristaps Porzingis may go high, and he may be drafted early, too. Chris oh, Stapps was asked if he'll teach his new teammates how to speak Latvian. He responded, and I quote, No one wants to learn Latvian. You can speak Latvian in Latvia, and no one wants to go to Latvia. <laughs> Blanking Latvia. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> Thank you. 223. Thank you, Pete. Well done as always, sir. Look out. It's on the camera. How about a newsbreaker line? We got Mike and Stan. Stan, my official official black guy. Hold on, you guys. It's newsbreaker line time. Good afternoon. Hello, this is 911. This is William Shatner calling. <laughs> Mr. Shatner. My, my, my wife, she's she's face down in the swimming pool. Oh, she's my, not moving. What, what should I do? What, try to get, have you tried to get her out, sir? Well, no. Uh, Ted Kennedy suggested I wait eight or ten hours and get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who am I to argue with a lion of the Senate, American hero? <laughs> good oh, point, wait a minute. No, this yeah, is a 911. 911. That's a Kimmer. You've got the wrong number again, sir. Do I get an Emmy for that acting? <laughs> that was pretty good, i got to say. My wife, though, you know, I'm, yeah. I haven't checked on her, but no. she, she's still showing more life than your opening segment. <laughs> I was mad. It's wrong. Oh, my God, man. Three minutes in, I was hoping I would get bitten by a copperhead snake. <laughs> I was kind of lost it there. I'm sorry. My bad. I suppose you haven't mentioned a guy who proposed marriage by leaving the engagement ring in the burger box. You know, Timmer tells me all these things he's going to talk about, and then he never mentions them. And I just got distracted. Every day leaves me in more ditches than Chandra Levy. What's going on here, man? So I'm going to open with this, so maybe if you could do something about it. You know? Okay. okay. <laughs> the guy proposed, I'll set the story up for myself, you know, what I've also got to do. The guy proposed marriage by leaving the engagement ring in the burger box. Yes, a burger box. Coincidentally, Robert Wagner hid the engagement ring he gave Natalie Wood and a filet of fish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> sort of an omen to things to come. Fishes. Yeah. Hey, laugh it up, pal. You threw me in this dish, man. <laughs> Christopher Walken was best man at the Robert Wagner wedding. Best man. And at the honeymoon, too, is why R.J. was so pissed. Apparently, after R.J., move over. Give a real man a chance. Oh. A woman like Natalie, who's unfulfilled, what she needs is more howbells. <laughs> Actual audio from Actual live reenactment. Well, here's something you were never yes. going to talk about, so right, I'll sure. be on safe ground here. Aloha, director Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Kimberly apologized for yeah. casting Emma Stone as a woman who's 25% Asian. Asian woman. Hey, Cameron, when are you going to apologize for Jerry Maguire or will you cast Tom Cruise as a guy who's 100% heterosexual? <laughs> Good point. 
and you tried to pass off Renee Zellweger as not looking half bad. <laughs> Squash face. <laughs> this is worse than twenty. <laughs> you know, when Renee gets mad at you, she makes a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> well, her mother warned her to stay that way if she made it ugly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Boy, that Mike Huckabee transgender shower joke. How oh, about that? Wasn't yeah. that one? Wasn't he, that something? Was something that I... thing went over like Kimmer's speech to the Georgia PGA. They <laughs> kept walking out on me. I don't know. I know. When did Huckabee hire Brett the truck driver to write his jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could start doing show prep for me. And I'll... <laughs> Somebody needs to. Resigning Fife of President Sepp Blatter received a 10-minute standing ovation from his staff yesterday. Did you see that? No, Kimmer? I heard about it. Yeah. And obviously moved, Seth Blatter said, when the staff rose to their feet and gave yeah. him 10 minutes of thunderous applause. Yeah, yeah. For a second, he thought he was Steve McCoy in a station sales meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Shatter. Look out, more news lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor, Stan and Mike are next, and it's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067. This is Mike Tyson. This is Mike Tyson, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. I'm not sure why. The Kimmer Show so bad, Evander Holyfield heard it and then asked me to bite off his other ear. Anyway, listen to the Kimmer, weekdays noon to 3, if you can stand it, on News Radio 1067. This is Ethel Merman, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by the Kasim Reed Guide to Family Planning. Oh. He's got rhythm. How did that work out? A new baby who could ask for anything more. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Look out, it's only me, 234. Hang in there, Stan, be right with you. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. More news lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, and Bruce Springsteen, the Cheater, and the E Street Band released their Born in the USA album on this day in 1984. I think that was before he started cheating on his brand new wife with his little redhead, Patty there. Also... Else we got here. Uh, this was a uh, that was a Jack uh, Kervorkian's first publicly assisted suicide on this day in 1990. He helped a woman named Janet Atkins, 54, who had Alzheimer's disease from Portland, Oregon. He helped her end her life in Michigan, and Kervorkian went to prison for a very long time for uh, helping people kill themselves when they were in pain and agony and so forth. And it's been a big issue ever since then. Uh, quick birthday, model Bar Raffelli. Is thirty, and she she married a hockey player. Who'd she marry? Now she used to date DiCaprio. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. There you go. Bar Raffelli is thirty today. All right, all right. Hold on. It's only the camera. Two thirty-five. I'm going to tell you about the All My Children star on the airplane. First, let me get to Stan and thank you for holding Sam, my official unofficial black guy. How you doing, my friend? All right. How you doing, Kim? Good, sir. Welcome up. What's happening? Yeah, I want to comment on that uh, uh, college or. or uh, City, whatever it was, giving the tickets out. Yeah, in Mississippi, they they they, they, they did tific, tickets for disturbing the peace at the graduation ceremony because the guy yelled out, "Way to go, babe!" or something. That was it. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, you know, it sounded like he might have been a, a black cop. He was. My my point is, is it, it, I don't I don't think that was a black college because I went to uh, well, you know, any black graduation you go to. I was at uh, Hampton uh, University graduation uh, last in April. What was it? May May. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like a party, man. And black people, 
love to uh, 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 express their appreciation for something. <laughs> well, hell, if, you, if we hear you shouting out <laughs> in the movies, I can only imagine what it's like at a graduation. <laughs> look out behind you. You go, girl. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, look. You, go, you go to a white church, everybody's sitting there, the only one talking is the preacher. You go to a black church, they're yelling back at the preacher. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. In fact, I, thank you, this is a true story. The first, church, the first church I went to when I moved to Atlanta, 1972, I, I heard Hosea Williams speak at the Ebenezer Baptist Church, and I, and they had me going, yeah, man, that's right, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, he was a speaker, man. He could he could he could make a statue jump up and down. Well, like I said, a, a black college, you know, a black graduation, there ain't gonna, there's not going to be any tickets given out. <laughs> I wouldn't think college. so. <laughs> Stan, you have a great day, my friend. Always a pleasure oh, to talk to you. Stan, my official, unofficial black guy. Uh, it's 2.37. Newsbreak line here in just a second. All right. All My Children star Jennifer Bassey is 72 years old. She was on a plane from New York to India, Delta flight, and she used the restroom. As she boarded the plane, went into the restroom, she walked out of the laboratory, and she says a, fle- a female flight attendant loudly asked her, aren't you going to flush? And then berated her for not washing her hands. This is Jennifer Bassey, 72 years old, and all my children star, okay? Aren't you going to flush? What are you going to wash your hands? What kind of unsanitary? So so the lady, Jennifer, says she planned to use her own hand sanitizer. But the flight attendant followed her back to her seat, hovered over her because her laptop was open, all this before takeoff. The flight attendant bumped her hand and said, don't touch me. Don't you ever touch me. And Jennifer responded by saying, oh, go blank yourself. There's <laughs> <laughs> a 72-year-old TV star from all my children, Delta, Delta stewardess, and go blank herself. So then all of a sudden, the steward and I started huddling. They had a huddle of all the flight attendants, and, and then they decided, well, this isn't going to work. So the plane turned back to the gate. And two cops took her off the plane. Uh, she was not arrested. The cops said they were called because there was, they were told there was an assault on the plane. Well, nobody got assaulted. They said there's no, re- no assault there happened, so they let her go. Uh, but this 72-year-old Jennifer Bassey got popped off the plane, and she wants that flight attendant fired. For for a, berating her and following her around and uh, treating her like crap or something. I who you know, there's always something. Two thirty eight. How about a news break line? There's a little something. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. Oh, well, yeah, I, I wonder who this is. I can't. I can't tell. Ah, uh, Kimma, this is uh, this is Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vince. I didn't realize until a few minutes ago that, uh, how bad that uh, Pete Davis screwed up uh, Mikey Rose's engagement. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no wonder Mikey calls Peter real a real Alec Baldwin blocker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This is this is Ronald. This is Ronald Reagan. You tricked me again. You sly devil, sir. I'm trying so hard. And by the way, you're. Breaking up really bad. That's not a joke. So oh, oh, good. I'm glad we're batting a thousand at the band by the river today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Never had these problems on the God Show from six to ten, nine, or whenever. I feel bad for Mikey. You know, not only yeah. did Pete Davis screw up his engagement, that idiot went and hired Sean Bob to be his best man, and, <laughs> yeah, and the weasel stole half the gifts at the wedding shower from his poor bride. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give them all to the troops. Uh, three round lunches and a toaster, folks. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Dirty air, dirty water hanging from trees. Jeremiah Wright, Bernadine Dawn. 
the same thing every God yeah. blessed day. Easy, sir. <laughs> Even if you're conservative, how could you like it? <laughs> you can't take Researchers it warn that the new Viagra yes. for women, yeah. Kimmer, can yeah. cause low blood pressure, yeah. dizziness, and fainting. Fainting. Bill Cosby said, oh, you mean sort of like a roofie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take five. <laughs> so look for female Viagra and I set the Comp Sexual Energy Center, you see. <laughs> the Comp Sexual Energy Center. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. <laughs> you kidding? Sir, in rough shape uh, last week I shelled out $300 for some noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. I could still hear Belinda Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> My eyesight has never been better. <laughs> It's all right, sir. <laughs> you like Fred Travelina doing all these voices over here. You know? <laughs> like freaking Frank Caliendo over here, Chachi. <laughs> hey, folks, here's a guy that doesn't know, don't know what to do next. Well, John Boy didn't seem to think much of that guy's fast food proposal. Yeah, he, he thought it was wrong, yeah. Well, you know, John Boy, he prefers to hide the engagement ring in a Gainsburger. <laughs> Bag of kibble. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. That's the ring worm medicine, not an engagement <laughs> oh, ring. Oh, my. That's John rough. Boy's not quite ready to pop the question. Is that right, sir? Yeah. You know, you do you want to go outside, girl? I mean, he's not quite ready to... <laughs> <laughs> well, go for a ride? Let's go for a ride. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be neutered. Want to go in the car? <laughs> Who's a good girlfriend? Golly. <laughs> Great to Thank you so much for joining us. I really like it when you let me talk a little bit there, Mr. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Shut up. <laughs> Look out. It's only us. We have more news regular lines coming up here shortly on News Radio 1067. You see the political cartoon by the leftist Mike Lukovich in the Al Jazeera Constitution this morning. He's now uh, uh, satirizing men who have guns. Uh, at the airport, uh, as though they're uh, fondling and making love to their guns, as though they were they were uh, pleasing and pleasuring their gun selves, stroking their uh, weapons in the in the stroking lounge, as he calls it. Mike Lukovich. God, you know that's right, Mike. When the when the bad guys come for us, I'll stand between you and the bad guys. You can hide in the corner to be all right. Two forty two on News Radio one zero six seven. And now, fractured fairy tales. Hey, rookie. Let me pull a rabbit out of my head. Ah! Wrong head. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is your formerly alive announcer, Don <laughs> Pardo. And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Creflo Dollar, oh. who still wants that $65 million jet. Well. And who could blame him, since one is being given away next week on <laughs> the Steve McCoy <laughs> Morning Show. <laughs> and now, here's your temporary host, oh, Kim Peterson. He got now some great prizes. Now, kick off this party looks wet. Let's Look out. Let's get back to straight hip-hop and start it from scratch. I just represent Keep off this party. By the way, how come rap stars have to say party? What, what, what is party? Who the hell says party? Let's have a party. I mean, is that a black thing? That's not a black thing. You ever heard a black person say party? Let's go to a party. Except a rap star? Huh? Brooklyn. Like Ludlow used to say, the greatest birth control of all time is a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> and he was right. Anyway, this is Eminem. The rapper in uh, this, uh, the, I'm say in 2000, Eminem was arrested outside a club in Warren, Michigan on two felony weapons charges. 
apparently he used an unloaded pistol to smack a guy in the head for kissing his wife. Kissing Eminem's wife, I'm guessing. He was later sentenced to probation and fines. Eminem, oh brother. Also, uh, just in, PETA is now praising the Falcons for the swift release of Prince Shembo, the linebacker who kicked his girlfriend's dog to death. And then, well, I'm not saying allegedly he did it. (laughs) He did it, and we all know he did it, and he knows he did it. And he's a scumbag for doing it. You know, if you kick a dog to death, what the hell kind of person are you? That's just one step above cannibalism. I mean, if if you torture animals, you're you're a cannibal. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, if you look at people who the most horrible crimes in the world, cannibalism and the horrible sadistic stuff, almost always starts with, with uh, torturing animals. Yeah. Almost always. Anyway, uh, Arthur Blank got a letter from PETA praising the Falcons for getting rid of Prince Shembo for, uh, after he kicked his girlfriend's dog to death. <clears throat> uh, Shembo is released on a sixteen seven hundred thousand dollar sixteen thousand seven hundred thousand dollar bond. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Now we don't know whether uh, how much money um, Artie is demanding from uh, military sources to have a pretend patriotism day. Do we yet? Uh, are they going to have a, a pretend patriotism day again for the troops uh, this year? And Falcons? We'll have to find out. Because you know he had, they got money. He got like half a million dollars. Falcons got oh, the, were the number million. one number one of over a million. That was the number one team in football in uh, pro football. To be given money. They got the most money in return for having uh, patriotic days at the stadium. Well, if you pay them enough money, boy, they'll show that patriotism really right there for you. That's, that's just great. Thanks, Artie. I may sound like a Bible beater <laughs> yelling up a revival. How much will you? Crossing camp meeting. <laughs> It'll be $400. Oh, and by, did you see the story about the guy who took his daughter to the airport and he brought along with him in the airport his AR-15 assault rifle, loaded assault rifle, which is perfectly legal as long as you don't go past the TSA section. You can take, if you have a permit, you can take a loaded gun into the airport and walk around with a loaded gun in your possession, uh, strapped over your shoulder and everything else, if you want to. Now, what happened, obviously the police followed him around like stink on a pig, which is certainly yeah. reasonable. Although he's saying, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's legal to do this. And so you don't have, a, you know, you shouldn't be following me. But of course, I mean, it makes sense that they would just see what he's up to. But here's what gets my goat. This morning, the Al Jazeera Constitution decided to link that story with another one, which said, what if he were black? What if he were black? And then they quote this Muslim guy saying, quote, if a brown Muslim man had legally walked into an airport with a loaded machine gun to simply exercise his Second Amendment rights, he would probably have been immediately thrown to the ground, arrested on the spot, labeled in the media as a terrorist, and nobody in America would have given it a second thought, quote, our salon, iflukti-flaktahar. Hey, iflukti-flaktahar yourself there, pally boy. It's just another example of the uh, Al Jazeera Constitution trying to divide the races again. And now, and trying to divide the religious uh, races as well, cultures. A double standard. No, I wouldn't take a risk because if I was a black guy, because they think I was a terrorist and a Muslim and probably arrest me and hit me and pull me to the ground to do. No, why, why even do this? I mean, what's the, po- what's the possible point for them to do this to say, well, if it was a black guy, boy, it'd be really different. If he was a Muslim, they'd call him a terrorist and arrest him and be uh, there's no reason to do this. They're, they're making a non, an issue from a non-issue. It didn't happen. It's a make-up, make-believe in the newspaper. 
And they have this stroking lounge where Mike Luckovich cartoon shows gun holders making love to their weapons in the special stroking lounge. Oh, man, just despicable. All right, 254. How about a newspaper line? See what you think. Yeah, look at it. Here we go. Good afternoon. Can I ex- interest you in an extra value meal today? <laughs> hey, Coach, how's it going? Please pull up to the second window. <laughs> coach Dan Reeves. How are you, sir? Well, you were talking about fast food proposals Proposal. earlier on the show. Yes, you know, sir. we kind of had a confusing situation similar over here at the Golden Arches the other day. Well, you did, sir. What, 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 well, Larry Wax's class ring slipped off while he was filling up a box of chicken <laughs> McNuggets. <laughs> And Rodney Ho thought that Larry wanted to go steady. <laughs> you know, they spend so much time together already, you know, <laughs> cooking so many up articles. phony reasons to write another three-part series on the regular guys. Where are they now, you know? <laughs> I heard you earlier, Kim. I yes, mean, sir. I don't want to make you feel bad. No, I... I mean, after all, that's the sales department's job. I don't want to get in the way of that. No, sir. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, you know, I'm not going to pull your Barry Manilow tickets. But anyway... <laughs> We've known each other a long time, yes, Gemma. Yes, we have, Coach. Can you imagine all the grief, yeah. betrayal, yeah. indignity, yeah. abuse, and financial ruin the yeah. Kemmer could have avoided yeah. if he hadn't kept pushing for it? <laughs> but, enough of, but enough about getting hired by news radio. <laughs> How about that other pack of lies, the marriage proposal that you made? <laughs> Live and learn. Hey, folks, you said no the first time. Here's a guy who won't leave well enough alone. Boom. Boom. Here's a guy that want to keep his house. Boom. Hey, my key doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like asking Miss. That's kind of like Mrs. Bill O'Reilly asking you, honey, you sure you don't want me to drag me down the stairs one more time? I mean, you ask him more than once. That's a silly question. Yeah, now, I was kind of half listening here at work. I heard you say you popped the question in Acapulco 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. After a four hundred dollar dinner. Yeah, there you go. Four hundred dollars. Who were you proposing to, Nancy Grace? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, could you put that loaf of onion rings down for a second? I want to ask you something. <laughs> well, yes, I would like to see a dessert menu. <laughs> Better yet, why don't you leave the whole tray? <laughs> leave the cart over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work on Nancy and Belinda. Sound too much alike. I'm sorry. I have to work right, on that. Sir. My eyesight's never been better. <laughs> I can see fine. <laughs> well, I saw where mixed martial artist uh, fighting champion Ronda Rousey yeah. is sure enough particular about who buys her 2005 Honda Accord. Yeah, she's got it up for sale, and it's on the Internet. And uh... Oh, man, if the guy buys her car, turns out to be a real jerk, why should she care about that? I mean, <laughs> well... you know, she's got the money. So... <laughs> a whole other issue about who she's going to be in that car. Hey, look out, it's the news people coming up with the camera. Oh, ripped a freckle off. Where's my freckle? The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video.